This webmasterradio.fm program is made possible in part by the following. AFCON 2010 is only weeks away, June 21st through 23rd in Denver. It's the trade show where affiliates attend for free, but only if you register now. Register right now at AFFCON2010.com. AFCON 2010 will feature two epic keynotes featuring New York Times bestselling author and social media expert, Joel Kahn, and the man they call shoe money, Jeremy Shoemaker. AFCON 2010 is proud to feature two days of non-stop sessions, as well as a plethora of premium professional development sessions on Wednesday, June 23rd, from Search Engine Strategies, ClicksMarketing.com, SiteTuners.com, and more. AFCON 2010 will also feature two blockbuster nights of nighttime networking with WebmasterRadio.fm's annual affiliate badge and the PMG Superstar Affiliate Party. Register right now and join the thousands in the affiliate marketing community that will be at AFCON 2010, the trade show that's free for all affiliates, June 21st through 23rd in Denver. Register right now at AFFCON2010.com. That's AFFCON. 2010.com. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is Thursday, June the 10th, and uh, I'm reporting to you from the beautiful Studio G at the Hyatt on King Street in Toronto, live from Search and Strategies Toronto 2010. Dave, dude, you're, you're missing a great show. I am not there, and, and as no, well, a poor Canadian I am, I, I suppose I should be supporting the community, but you are there because uh, Webmaster Radio is everywhere. What's going on? We're always everywhere. You know what? It's a great show. I think this is the biggest SES Toronto that I, I've been to. I've been, I've been to the last six or seven shows. And uh, attendance is up. Great new venue. Um, a little bit oppressed by the security culture that's becoming the city of Toronto. Um, G20 is coming up in a couple of weeks. So, uh, you know, everyone's uh, – we're not allowed to use our balconies in the hotel, for instance. Uh, I guess for every, every person having a smoke on the balcony, there's uh, – three RCMP snipers on the roofs looking at them. So, you know, people are kind of scared to go on the balcony. Um, I'm not, of course, but we'll see what happens there. Um, great show. Uh, it's, the, it's the first day of the show, so it's still early yet. Uh, the, I think we're in the middle of the third round of sessions right now, and um, it's just always great having, having a large search conference in your own hometown. So now what, uh, I, I guess you, you are, Leon, now that doesn't necessarily mean that today is the first day of networking uh, and, and, and meetups. Uh, what's been happening over the past, say, 24 hours in, uh, in the community there? I know half the stories are what happens outside of those sessions. Um, okay, well, what's going on? Like with, uh, like with most Search Engine Strategies Conference, there was a training day 
Um, and you know, you know, you know how SES they have a training day appended to the beginning, the first day, or the last day of the show. Yeah. There was a training day yesterday. Um, actually, uh, facilitated by partially by Page Zero Media. Um, who else was who else was doing training? I don't have my cheat sheets open in front of me, but Andrew Goodman just walked in the press room, so I just gave him five cents worth of advertising there. Uh, <laughs> Last night, there was a party at the Charlotte Room, uh, sponsored by NVI. Uh, there was another sponsor, was there not? Ooh, I don't know. Mark, there might yeah. have been. Mark, Mark's... Uh, Acquisio. Acquisio. Okay, Acquisio and NVI through uh, the, the Quebec Wall through a great party at the, uh, the Charlotte Room, a billiards hall last night. Lots of fun. It's always good to see the, the early arrivals at SES, but, you know, it's... There's another conference happening in Seattle this week, so a lot of the speakers are just getting in this morning. The real fun is going to uh, going to happen tonight. Um, the party that's being organized by Dave Ford and the Search Engine people, happening at Libra at 7 p.m. Um, just a couple blocks uh, west of the west of the hotel on King Street. Oh, fantastic! Well, it's, it's almost a shame. Almost that we're not doing the show tomorrow, and, and that we're doing it today, because uh, I'm sure you'd have some great stories. On the plus side, uh, you probably sound a lot more alert than you would tomorrow. <laughs> well, kind of, sorta. Um, you know what it's like for me at a conference. I did about two and a half hours sleep last night. I'm dead beat now. But you know what? I moderated the. I, I was moderating the very first session. That was my only major responsibility at SES Toronto 2010. That's done. I'm so pleased. Um, but you know, one of the cool things about doing a live show from a conference is you have all the speakers, all the experts, some of the smartest people in the industry who, uh, who are right here. And so all you do is, hey, you want to be on the radio? And they always want to be on the radio. So I have returning from two weeks ago, Judith Lewis, and I have Alan Kneck from... Uh, Kinecology, um, and a room full of people who really ought to come on the air, but for some reason or other don't. Ah, they're moderating. They, they all have excuses. Um, right, of, of course they do. Um, you know, you, you'd think as marketers that we'd be up for publicity, but you know, apparently you're having a difficult time. But thank you to the people who are joining us today. Well, actually, you know what? It was uh, that that was Andrew Goodman uh, from Page Zero Media. Um, as much as I'm sure he welcomes the publicity, I think they're doing okay. I don't think they're desperate for publicity. I think they're doing fine, actually. Um, but you know what? There's another five cents for you, Andrew. That's uh, that's another drink, sir. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, we have, again, we have Alan Kinect, a uh, Toronto marketer, uh, one of the... Probably one of the original SEOs. You've been yep. practicing, what, since 97, 96? Started building sites in 95, and yes, all this, back then, this few search engines uh, were out there, like Webcrawler. Uh, we were ranking their sites well for our clients. Okay, and Judith Lewis, who uh, was our very first and most controversial panelist on the SEO Then and Now panel, the uh, first uh, first panel that we had this morning, 11 a.m. in Toronto. Judith, welcome back to Web College. You, you were here a couple of weeks ago. Thank you very much. Yes, it was. So, you know, Dave asked me what I think about the show. Um, what, do you, what do you do think about the show? Alan, how's SES how's Toronto? You've been to every SES Toronto. How's this one? Uh, well, I think this is very comfortable to the very first one, because after that there was a bit of a drop-off. So there would be a lot, you know, there's still not a lot of vendors in the trade show floor, but 
the attendees are very gung-ho. They're networking. They're talking to people. And from the few sessions I popped my head into, they seem to be very good caliber sessions. Judith, you uh, you were on stage for one of the for the the very first session of uh, of 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 SES Toronto. How's your reaction to the crowd? I think it's a really good crowd. I think they're really hungry for information, and given the questions that we were getting, they're really latching on to any ideas that they can get out of the speakers and trying to think of ways that they can actually implement them for themselves or their clients. Speaking, you know, speaking of our sessions and the questions that were asked, uh, hey Dave. You know how I you know how I screw up at least twenty times a day, eh? <laughs> I so, didn't, I mean, I've never so wanted to say it. This session, no. <laughs> it's a cat room, and it's uh, on the moderator's call uh, two weeks ago. Uh, Marilyn told us she she wants us to be strict about this. Only one question per person at the question and answer period towards the end. And so you know, I'm a trooper. Uh, I'm, I, I want to help out. So only one question per person. I'm the moderator. I'm going to be really stern about this. So at the back of our packed room, there's Miley Oli from Google, product, you know, one of the chief product managers at Google. She has a question, and I have terrible eyes. I can't see so well. And she's, you know, she's blocked in by people, so I cut her off because she's tried to ask multiple questions. So eventually she stands up uh, towards, uh, then we go on, we have other people asking questions, and Miley eventually stands up, and I'm like, oh, man, that's Miley. I did I, I cut off Miley Oily, uh, Miley from Google. So, guess how I recover? <laughs> I come up with the smartest moderator's question ever. I turn to uh, Ann Kennedy and say, "Ann, is there such a thing as search engine spam?" <laughs> yeah. So Miley's like, "Yes, there is." <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was my my beautiful universal screw up today. It was it was great fun. <laughs> I, I cut I cut off the the, the new Matt cuts. <laughs> and you heard it here first. Yes, folks, you heard it here first. Miley is Google guy. Uh, okay, I made that up. I lied. Never tried to do that. But Miley, Miley is on quickly on her way to becoming the new Matt Cutts. And uh, so I bet her bad books. So uh, George or Brasco, I'm sorry. Um, Webmaster Radio just lost all of its rankings. I blame no, the they booze, can't do that. <clears throat> yes, that's how I'll say that. Um, Wonderful. Well, I'm glad you're having an entertaining time Aaron is swiveling in his chair in his office right Hopefully now. Hopefully we'll at some point be able to have, you know, somebody yeah, who will ever talk guy. to us again. <laughs> As always, just blame it on Rhea. <laughs> yes. Um, are we going out straight to interview out of the first break? Yeah, I guess so. We might have a break beforehand. I don't know. It's, um... It's weird because, unfortunately, Dave and I haven't had a chance to research the show ahead of time. But, Dave, what's happening in the news this week? Anything interesting that, that the four of us can talk, can talk to? Well, I don't know if, uh, you know, you guys are a little busy this morning from what I, from what I gather. Um, I assume we've all seen or, or, or heard something about. And I'd actually be interested in the take there on the Google homepage, on the, uh, on the pictures that are, that are on the, the homepages now. Uh, because you're at a conference... I'm sure everybody's kind of aware of it, but may not have had time to really look at it because, you know, you've got things to do. Um, is that something that, that's being talked about there? Um, 
And if so, what is the take on it? Now, I had some thoughts, but uh, I'd be interested to hear what uh, what's going on over there with uh, with the slightly adjusted homepage idea and the, and the background image. Well, we're we're looking at we're looking at um, pictures of the sun. As we go to the Google homepage, and we get this big blank white page with um, this weird colored word Google Canada in the middle and no image. So it's a picture. Clearly, it's an image of the sun. But ah, it's, it's, okay, okay. You may see, or you probably see, at the bottom left-hand side, page background image is, is a little link down at the at the bottom left-hand side. There, I have seen this in a few. No, but, um, um, Alan actually has some getting a great big mosaic, colorful image that basically calls on me. Please click this change image button to get rid of what looks like multi-colored um, Jesus Christ superstar jacket vomit on your screen. Um, so it's a really interesting thing that they're that they're doing, though. I guess you guys aren't seeing it there. Um, by default, I am getting a background image. Looking around, a lot of people are. Some of the the servers that I can log into aren't. Some of them are. So it, it does appear to be kind of, a, kind of a mixed Dave, bag here. Are you signed into any Google services right now? I'm not. I wasn't when I did. I am now, um, and that's actually kind of the. And, and I did have it checked around the office here. Is one of the brilliances um, of this is that it really. Well, there's there's two brilliances of it, and as with with most Google things, um, the first is is to get rid of this thing or change it when it does come up by default on mine. Um, I need to sign in <laughs> to get rid of it, so I need an account. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and now Ryan next to me is not getting it. He's just getting the, the, the big white page. Um, one of the other things that I had was, was reading, now let me just pull up um, so I give, uh, give proper credit where it is due here. Um, over at, of course, go figure, um, by Andy Beal over at Marketing Pilgrim, gave me some interesting, uh, an interesting angle to, to think of this from, my default is, you know, okay, this is great. They want to make it, you know, a, you know, a bright, sunny place. You know, I can have, you know, picture my kids, whatever, you know, sort of a, a Bing-esque sort of approach of make it something that I like. Now, Andy uh, made a what I consider to be a very intelligent uh, and, and well thought up comment here in, in his blog, marketingpilgrim.com. Uh, highly recommended to, to visit it, add it to your bookmarks for, for everybody. I'm sure most of our listeners have already, um, which is, this is their effort, according to him, and I have to agree, to start to get you viewing your browser and your search more like your desktop. Now, I hadn't thought of that when I first saw it, but that's exactly what they're doing, right? Giving you this, we all know Google uh, and, and sort of their, their desire to move in, you know, Chrome and OS, and this, you know, to, to sort of head in that direction. Um, and then, yeah, to integrate it in right now as here's a background. I thought of it more from a, like, gee, make it something that I, I like to see every day. Um, but the idea that they're actually trying to, to move it into being a more than just a background on, on your screen, to make it more indicative of your actual desktop, to turn your browser more into a desktop, um, I, I thought was, was, was quite bright. Um, recommended to our listeners, head over to marketingpilgrim.com. Um, it's his latest blog from earlier today and um, some good recommended reading. So I thought that was really, really interesting. Um, you know, sort of seeing them heading in that direction. Uh, of course, I'm sure you guys have, have already chatted over there um, about the, you know, quote-unquote uh, official rollout of, of caffeine for, for what that's worth. Um, is, is there is there much talk uh, over in Toronto about the rollout of caffeine or I guess the official rollout of, of, of caffeine that was announced uh, just yesterday or 
I guess. I know, I know on the radar yesterday. Talk yet about it. I haven't heard a lot of talk about about it, but I think um, people just accepted that caffeine that caffeine has been part of the uh, the infrastructure rebuild and. Whenever there's an infrastructure rebuild, it bleeds into the algorithm. I think people just—it's been going on for a couple months now, hasn't it? You know, and that's that's been entirely my day. As I, I sort of, they, there came this uh, this official. Okay, and it's it's done. And you know, uh, as far as I I knew, and as far as I know, and as far as I've sort of seen, it kind of has been happening. Um, it's been happening, you know, here and there. And at the end of the day, and a lot of people come. And what does this mean for us? It's an infrastructure update, right? Like it, it means that you know, there's a, there's a faster index. Your pages are going to add more frequently. But this isn't an algorithmic update, not something like say Mayday, which I can understand people going, okay, what's going yeah, on, and, and what is this doing? Um, but you know, caffeine. This is an infrastructure. It's great. They can index faster. Fantastic. Great for you know large e-commerce sites or blogs or you know this, that, and the other thing. But for most of us. Um, it just means, you know, kind of more more of the same, except that what they'll be capable of doing with a with a faster engine down the road, and and with personalization and with the integration, of, you know, sort of the bridging of mobile and and, and search. Well, and, and this is you know, and Dave, this is key to I think anything that that Google is moving towards um, these days is integration of mobile search. Mm-hmm. Not even integration. Integration is the wrong word. More like uh, introduction and getting people used to using their their mobile devices consistently as a desktop device well indeed and i mean i I certainly do i mean ever since i've got my iphone i'd say you know a good chunk probably 20 percent of my online time is spent on on a mobile device now um you know either either tethered or or more often just just directly you know actually using using my iphone so um, and when we think about it that way too and the Coming down the road because of mobile devices, um, you know, Google needed to speed up its index, if nothing else, because and, and Cindy Crumble well, loved this. And I'm sure she'll be a very very busy woman. It's There's all about going to have to be two versions, so Google is going to basically have to kind of, in a weird way, double index. One of the the versions is going to be much smaller than the other, um, but we're all going to have to adapt and have mobile versions of sites and have so everything Google needs to do for its its standard index. It's going to kind of need to do again for its mobile index, at least for you know the the sites that, that follow um, and 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 want to to appear in the in the mobile index. Um, so I think they are going to have to do that kind of double indexing in, in a lot of cases, certainly in the larger cases like eBay's and Amazon's and stuff like that. So um, their their speed is is definitely definitely mandatory. I think getting into personalization. I think looking ahead and going okay. If they do indeed, you know, if, if what Andy's talking about is right and what we're all kind of rumoring is right and Google's going in, or not rumoring, what we all kind of know is coming, and Google going into sort of um, OS um, and, and this sort of thing, they're going to need a much, much faster index. They're going to need to be able to index all of my documents if they want to stash all of my documents, right? I mean, I wouldn't let them personally, but, um, you know, people will, right, and, and start yeah. to use this as, as their main system. So... If Google really wants to get personal and rock my world, instead of like trying to play mind games on me to have me accept the the search box or the search window as a desktop, I want a flying car that runs on goat butter. Damn it! I know they got <laughs> one. I want it. Well, f- fair enough, but we're it's not the Jetsons yet. So, Jim, I, I'm. I'm sorry. We're we're a little more in the Flintstones era, I think. I mean, you know, we 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 can't even clean up a an, an oil spill that, that we caused. So 
of the Twin Stones, yes, um, or, um, have we talked about Yahoo recently? <laughs> Uh, we, just, we just did the SEO then and now uh, session, and the one thing that wasn't mentioned, and this, this this drove me crazy, and you you almost touched on it, Judith, but you didn't get there, was Yahoo, know who, you know, now you see them, now you don't care. Well, you remember I mentioned that Google totally stole that exclamation on their logo from Yahoo because Yahoo were there in the beginning. So Yahoo really dominated search originally, then they moved into social. They didn't really do a good job of it. Now Google's dominant in search. And Google's trying to move into social and not really doing a good job of it. No, I, I think you, you've got to be a one-trick pony in this game. You've either got to do search or you've got to do social. And the moment you try to cross over, everything seems to go wrong. Why is that? Well, perhaps it's because the specialized skill sets for one or the other um, is a different engineering mindset. Yeah, 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 okay, but we see the movement, uh, we see it at Bing, we see it at Google, uh, to try to integrate uh, real-time results, the, the social graph, into search results. We see Facebook trying to um, base paid ads on the, on the social profiles it makes of you and all of your friends. Does, I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of all, you're right, Yahoo screwed up on social, Google seems to be dropping the ball on social. Does social and search mix? I think they can, and I think in certain ways they do, but I don't think that the way that people think and the way that search engines like Yahoo and Google present the results is in any way right for social. I think that social, we need to interact with social, and search speaks at us. It doesn't speak with us. And if I really, it's really coming back to same old, same old that's gone on throughout history. Companies, as they grew larger, and whatever they're specialty, they thought they could branch out into other markets. And you don't expect, you know, General Motors to start making candy bars. And that's what's happening. You developed a great search. Instead of exploring search, you're now trying to say, okay, we want a bigger of the global market of everything. And there's only been a handful of companies that can bridge cross-product, cross-industries and succeed at that. You know, Alan, I, I've always thought of, I mean, you're, you're, you're one of the oldest SEOs, you've been around, or one of the longest serving SEOs. Um, you've been around for, for a while. It's hard to say that, I know. I'm both. Um, <laughs> well, have you seen the guy? <laughs> Kane comes next week, yes. Um, but I've always thought of you as a technologist. So is, can you think of technological impediments to mixing search and social? It's, it's just a function of, as Judith was pointing out, social is as I always use the analogy, is when the first caveman grunted about how he threw a rock at an animal and killed it, it was social. It was a two-way conversation. Search is, I'm having you tell me what, I'm, I'm asking you a question, you're giving me an answer. I don't respond and interact with you. And that's the difference. It's a different technology concept. One is, how can I go from one to many or on a one-to-one -one relationship? The other one is, I'm going to the librarian and asking the librarian, I need a book on subject action. She goes, here you go. And then you walk away. It's not a social interaction, and it's a different technology. And that is where they're getting confused. I think we have all those great resources for indexing, for showing you stuff. But do you really want to search on somebody's conversation? Yeah, and, and you really don't necessarily want the conversation as a result because it's not authoritative. Okay, um, you know what, guys? We are winding down to the end of this half hour. We have a, uh, we have a recorded interview that Dave conducted the other day. Um, uh, 
So this is actually we're going to be signing out of uh, Studio G here in uh, at Search Engine Strategies Toronto 2010. Um, before we go, I, I want to thank Judith Lewis and um, Alan Connect for being on the air with us. I want to thank the uh, amazing folks at SES Toronto for putting up with us in the press room as we kind of dominated and been jackasses. Um, and uh, you know, on the way out, I just I got I have one thing to say to. Uh, all of our very good friends, just a few blocks south of us from here. Viva Toronto Libre! Uh, Dave, why don't you queue up the Why don't you queue up the uh, queue up the interview? Well, now should we be going to commercial break before we uh, before we head back oh, here? Man, the, yeah, you're right. I have should. a feeling that, uh, that George is going to start laying out the beatings if we don't get this done. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, why don't you take us there, brother? All right, fantastic. Um, this is Dave Davies uh, here with Jim Hedger. Uh, Jim Hedger, of course, live from SES Toronto. This is Webcology. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia. Strong ROI made simple. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. The whoring of Facebook for promotional purposes continues with the WebmasterRadio.fm Facebook fan page. Join our fans by clicking the Facebook logo on the WebmasterRadio.fm homepage and keep up to date with all the latest. Become a fan on Facebook. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. I am joined by Timothy Seward, 
and Michael Rourke from over at ROI Revolution. We're going to be chatting about PPC and uh, the Q4, maybe Q1 uh, tentative uh, Yahoo Bing merger. Well, I guess it's, it's not really tentative at this point. Uh, how are you, uh, gentlemen? Doing great. I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having us on today. Well, thank you very much for uh, for joining us. I've I've had a pleasure of of chatting with you guys uh, a little bit in the past, um, and of course, as soon as I did, I knew you knew what you were talking about, and I became very interested in, in having you on our show. Um, I'd like to start, if it's all right with you, um, by just asking. Uh, I know a lot of our listeners are wondering. So am I, um, as we've got the Yahoo Bing merger coming in. Um, last I'd heard, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, we're looking at sort of a Q4 launch. I imagine it'll be a soft launch, maybe Q1. Uh, perhaps you can fill us in with, with more hard dates uh, if they're available. What should we be doing now uh, to prep for, for, for this merger? Absolutely. Uh, so everything we've heard from our, uh, yeah, from our MSN uh, Bing reps is that uh, it, it will be taking place, and Yahoo is it will be taking place in the fourth quarter, but... You know, obviously, the timing is up to them. Uh, so uh, a couple things you can do to take advantage of the, uh, the fact that this is going to be happening and, and what you can do to prepare. Uh, first is you want to make sure to get your MSN Bing account in tip-top shape. So uh, before the merger uh, takes place, you want to spend a lot of time in your MSN account. Make sure your accounts are in optimal shape. It might be a good idea to re-import your Google AdWords campaign if you've been optimizing Google like crazy and, um, and you know, letting your MSN account kind of fall to the wayside because of the small amount of traffic. Obviously, once MSN starts serving up Yahoo search queries, you're going to find a lot more traffic in your MSN account and, of course, none in your Yahoo account. So you want to check all the settings, make sure you're targeting the correct locations, make sure you're tar- targeting the right networks, check your keyword match types. There's no better time to do an account-wide audit of your MSN account than right now. Now, what will we be looking for? I mean, uh, to me, I mean, when I look now, I, I'm more on, on the organic side. When I look at this traffic, I see my Yahoo traffic behaving a little differently from my, my Bing traffic um, on, on the organic side. I assume that also transfers over to a, a sort of core difference on the PPC side. When we're getting our accounts ready um, and, and sort of optimized on Bing, which is fantastic advice, what can we expect to happen when, when Yahoo, uh, when it starts feeding to, to Yahoo as well? Is there, is there going to be sir, ways, if you know this yet, ways for us to, to optimize different campaigns for each? I assume they will. And, and how much prep should we do? And should we have Yahoo campaigns going at the same time to kind of figure out what works there and what works on Bing? And, and, and will we have to sort of combine these two things into one down the road? Or, or what's going to take place when we, when we really move over there? Well, I'd like to see the roadmap on that my, uh, myself, but, uh, you know, it wasn't that long ago when um, all purchases that happened on Yahoo and on MSN uh, actually happened through the what was called the Overture interface. Um, do, you, do you remember that? Were you, were you involved in that? <laughs> I sure do. It was a much simpler time back then. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, yeah, you made one buy on Overture, and you got traffic on uh, MSN and Yahoo, and it was it was uh, pretty easy. So, uh, don't know if it's going to be like that only in the reverse with your campaigns being uh, built on MSN uh, slash Bing, and then they just go live on Yahoo, or if there'll be ways to opt out of one network or the other. I would imagine that you're right in, in guessing that. Haven't seen the roadmap on that. Um, I would say just to be ready, you just want to make sure 
that your ad text is really fresh, that it's up to date, you've got uh, great ad text to keyword to landing page optimization uh, connections in place. Um, you'll want to add keywords from all stages of the buying cycle. Um, as you know, Bing uh, considers himself a decision engine, so it's likely that uh, consumers are going to turn to this engine in the early you know, phases of the buying cycle. So by having you know, keywords that are at the forefront of searchers' mind during all stages, the research stage, the evaluation stage, the buying stage, that uh, you'll be able to take advantage of, uh, of, of more traffic again because, you know, you're going to go from it being maybe 10% of your traffic in, in the paid search uh, realm to perhaps as much as, as 30%. Mike, did you have anything to add to that? Um, you know, I, I feel like the uh, at this point there really aren't a whole lot of clear answers as far as how they're going to differentiate those two networks. Um, I think from an advertising perspective, um, as somebody that would be, uh, you know, managing these accounts, um, the chief advantages are in the, the kind of the unified um, interface and the ability to kind of reach people from both of these networks through, you know, one single interface and one, you know, unified method. Um, I know in, in my experience, the biggest problems have been, um, you know, with uh, targeting ads to Yahoo and MSN has been kind of navigating these two completely different interfaces with, uh, you know, very differing uh, styles and, and approaches. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be really nice for advertisers, in addition to the uh, increased competition with AdWords and uh, the increased volume that you're going to be able to access, to be able to access that through, you know, one interface that uh, is, in my opinion, I think MSN's interface is a lot better than Yahoo's. And, um, you know, I think we're really looking forward to that. I also think that they would be pretty foolish to overlook the ability to differentiate the networks um, from within that interface. So, you know, at this point it's really conjecture, but um, I really would be surprised if they didn't have some kind of tool set from within the interface to, to, to navigate that. I mean, my instinct, now again, I, I'm more an organic, but um, I have to agree. I mean, it just makes a good logical sense. Right? I mean, if nothing else, your visitors to Yahoo are going to be a little different than your, your visitors to Bing because it is a quote-unquote decision engine as opposed to a search engine. But um, now, let's go on that and to maybe a little more of a general question, but that will impact decisions uh, made while they're, while they're sort of merging this technology together. You, you did mention... Uh, Timothy, earlier, it is a decision engine. I mean, this is one of the things that Bing has, has come out with over and over and over again. I mean, you know, good, good tag word. Have you found that there are some differences in their traffic in conversion rates that maybe we've ignored thus far because, you know, you want to pay to have managed or you want to manage yourself, your PPC campaign, well, it's 10% of the population kind of thing. But, um, you know, Mike, you bring up a good point. When they're merged, okay, now maybe it's Maybe it's worth it. Are there opportunities on Bing or Yahoo um, from a PPC standpoint that now that maybe we're back in there, you've got our interests, it's worth my time to manage? Um, you know, Do either one convert better? Are there opportunities there that, that maybe we'll see that make them perhaps more advantageous um, you know, to over or, or give advantages over Google um, in the AdWords, be it cost? And are there specific industries over others that we're going to see um, some growth in on this new combined engine as opposed to, uh, you know, against Google? 
Yeah, um, great question about industries. Uh, my opinion, and this is Timothy speaking, is that um, uh, I, I'm supposing that Microsoft's going to continue to roll out uh, shopping options to Bing. And let's, so let's say you're an online retailer. You sell products in a shopping cart. Um, because Bing is so pro-shopping cart oriented, there, there are a lot of incentives uh, and cash back offers. I've got you know, people here in the, the 29 employees in the company. I hear a few of them always talking about how much cash back they got from a major purchase. When they clicked, when they clicked and purchased something through, through a bidding, a pay-per-click ad. Uh, so uh, if you're an online merchant, uh, it's it's really essential that you stay up to speed on the new features and options that Microsoft will likely to continue to roll out on, on their shopping options. Uh, at least once a week, you you'll want to skim over their blog and any uh, uh, articles to make sure that you're you're up to speed. Uh, we did find that when um, we started loading uh, our, our clients' ads on, uh, on MSN slash Bing when it was uh, introduced uh, earlier a few years ago, that, uh, that our advertisers did see a, a surge in click-through rates when, when Bing was uh, first promoted. Uh, there's improved features in the MSN Bing interface that are, uh, as Mike alluded to, uh, much more uh, powerful and, and more, um, you know, fleshed out than, uh, than Yahoo. You've got one less advertising platform to work with. Uh, so uh, I think that that alone is going to bring more traffic to the table. And, um, so, and because of that, you're going to have changes in competition and click price. I mean, it's going to be basically a two-horse race now. And so uh, you know, every advertiser that's doing anything online is going to want to target both uh, Google and um, and Bing because, uh, you know, with a one-two punch, you've got uh, practically all the, the search or decision traffic, however you want to phrase it, on the Internet, at least in the, uh, the U.S. and Canada. Now, what are we looking at as far as, I mean, you know, with, with Google, we have their, their content engine. What sort of access outside of Bing.com and Yahoo.com are we going to get um, when we had, you know, the merger, you know, aside um, and I mean, a lot of people just don't don't know this because they've never explored because of the market share um, these two engines, which they may now that they're merged. What sort of access to say content networks um, will people or can people expect um, if they do start advertising into this area once once the merger takes place? Mike, do you want to grab that? Sure. Well, I know uh, traditionally Yahoo has had a fairly strong content network. Um, I know. Earlier on, uh, until fairly recently, in my experience, um, it was a bit trickier um, to target their content network than on um, on AdWords, and that's mainly just because of the transparency and reporting that they gave you. Um, they didn't give you quite as much information on which kind of websites your uh, your ads were showing up on. Um, they weren't breaking down the the performance stats quite as well as AdWords, and so uh, I should say you, you weren't quite as incentivized to take advantage of it before, but I know that there's always been traffic available there, so you know, if, if you're doing already pretty well uh, on Yahoo, it was kind of a no-brainer to say, okay, well, let's go ahead and, and give this a shot, um, and it's, it's gotten better recently. I know their reporting has gotten better, and I know that um, you know, we've been able to take advantage of Yahoo content a lot better here. Um, I'm not really sure about MSN. Um, I feel like 
you know, Microsoft might have something to gain uh, as far as content traffic in this in this deal in the alliance um, because of you know now through um, advertising on MSN, it should be a pretty seamless transition to take advantage of that Yahoo content network. Well, let's if we can go just a, a little more broad, because I know a lot of my questions have, have focused more on, uh, you know, if they merge and, and, and in preparation for a merge um, sort of thing. On a broad scale, I know um, and most of my experience and most of my, my chats with, with you gentlemen that, that impressed me has a lot to do with, uh, you know, sort of Google um, and advertising on Google. Um, we have had some discussions regarding uh, the other engines, you know, quote, unquote. Um, what are we looking at as far as, and from your experience, uh, what are we looking at as far as advantages? Are there, now rumors I have heard are um, that there's some PPC advantages to engines such as um, MSN and Yahoo in regards to, um, you know, or at least more related to the, the cost per conversion. That, that basically there's some advantages based on the fact that the cost per click is lower. Um, and the conversion rates are arguably, depending on the industry, a little bit higher, theoretically, um, on, on MSN or, or depending on the industry. But because the cost per click is lower, that you can get a, a higher return per dollar spent on MSN. Now, is that going to change, though, as we head in? I mean, once more people are in there, obviously the cost per click goes up. Are we going to see a spot where you know, we're, we're going to see driving up costs and maybe the advantages um, that you might have? in advertising on, on Bing may be a little off. And is that an incentive to take your advice from earlier and just get in now um, to, to make sure you're taking advantage of things now? Yeah, so, you know, we live in a very competitive environment. Everything is uh, it's highly competitive. Every niche is uh, kind of priced out uh, in the right way based on uh, how much the uh, retailer or the online uh, advertiser can can receive usually but there are as you mentioned there are some inefficiencies uh, we haven't found that universe we have not found that universally across the board that uh, MSN or Yahoo is cheaper than Google um, I, it does vary depending upon the niche uh, so so that's number one uh, number two um, really an advertiser should be willing to pay up to X amount per conversion or uh, X amount uh, against uh, revenue. And so really, as long as they're at that point where uh, they're, they're below that point, then uh, you know, whether it costs a little more in, in uh, MSN slash Yahoo or Google, as long as it's less than what they're willing to pay, then uh, you know, they should, be, in my opinion, grabbing as much, uh, as much traffic as they can get. The other point of this whole uh, game or the other strategy rather of this game that's not to be underestimated is the value of, of ad writing and uh, what you can do with, uh, with Google and, uh, and MSN and Yahoo to get a higher click-through rate thereby lowering your, uh, your cost and a lot of people don't look at that they look at just sort of the cost they're, pl they're paying as if that was a one-dimensional uh, aspect of it but uh, you know, you've got a quality score of five. Your competitor is a quality score of ten. Uh, you're bidding a, a dollar; they're bidding fifty cents, and you're both uh, you're both uh, in sort of an equal placement from each other. So, uh, so uh, I would just say, do as much as you can on uh, you know the the quality of the uh, the ad text, 
the landing page to add text to keyword match to make sure that that's in the right place. Uh, and, uh, and then uh, finally, uh, what can you do to make your landing pages uh, convert better? So um, really, as long as you're working on all three of those things at the same time, then uh, you should be able to stay ahead of the uh, competition and be able to pay whatever uh, click costs that uh, you're running into with MSN or Bing. And if you reach a point where you can't pay that anymore, then, then obviously look at other avenues for advertising. You know, you, you bring up actually a very interesting point there. And as an organic SEO, I've gotten calls from people who are trying to move their budget from PPC. And, and you know, we want to boost up our organic rankings so we don't have to pay for PPC. And my answer always has to be if it makes you more than it costs. It doesn't matter if you rank, you know, organically and sort of on your point there where you have a, a set dollar value you're willing to pay per conversion. Don't, don't leave one for the other just because one happens to, you know, maybe do a little better. The other one's yeah, still making you money. So yeah, <laughs> you know, why, why did you leave that? Now, you bring up an interesting point. We were chatting earlier or, or, or um, you know, sort of mentioned earlier um, back in the days of Overture. Um, I know I, I did play a little more with PPC back then, and I remember the game back then because it was a pure dollar. I mean, the, the person that was ten cents higher, you know, kind of won. It was it was purely based on 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 the amount that you were willing to spend, um, which made it really easy. The old marketing saying, you know, you don't sell the steak, you sell the sizzle. Well, I, I sort of my instinct was always back in those days, go exactly the opposite. I don't want to pay for a click if I don't get it. Now, quality scores kind of thrown that for a loop, where if I don't get clicks, my my cost per click goes up, and and you you sort of touched on that there. Where, how do you decide what that, that sort of cutoff is, right? Because, I mean, you, you do want to write ad copy that attracts a click, but you don't want to attract the wrong clicks. And how do, you, how do you weigh that off? How much testing goes in to deciding what this right combination? Landing pages are pretty easy. Does it convert more? Does it convert less? Not the creation of them, but deciding which is better. But how do you do that with, with, with clicks? How much time has to go into deciding which ads are actually better than others? Sure. Uh, Mike, you want to grab that one? Sure. It's kind of a, uh, it's sort of like walking a tightrope um, because you need to, as far as the impact of quality score or, or you know, quality, traffic quality on, um, you know, a winning ad versus a losing ad, um, it really is walking a tightrope between click-through rate and conversion rate because obviously, you know, you want to have an ad that has a wonderfully high conversion rate. But if, you know, your ad is, converting at a very high rate but has a very low click-through rate, obviously that's going to negatively impact your quality score, which is going to negatively impact your costs, and it can be uh, pretty easy for your account to spiral out of control. Now, um, you know, the other side of that coin is you don't want an ad with a super high click-through rate that's getting you nothing but junk traffic. So, um, you know, I think as far as your question of how much time goes into it, it's really an ongoing process. You should never be finished with your ad testing. Always be testing new ads. Always make sure that your ads are being served up uh, equally, which is, uh, I know we aren't talking specifically about AdWords today, but that's a problem that a lot of people run into with AdWords. Um, the default setting there is to not serve your ads equally, and a lot of people don't know that. Um, that's you know something that's really going to undermine those tests. You want to make sure that uh, each ad has an equal chance you know, to show its stuff. But really, you know, over time, you want to make sure that your ads are getting enough clicks before you uh, choose a winner. Uh, you know, equally weigh 
click-through rate versus conversion rate. In some cases, an ad with a slightly higher click-through rate than the other one um, may have a little bit lower conversion rate, but the increased volume that you get from that is worth it. Um, you really just need to kind of approach it, and you, you need to approach it with your, uh, your marketing objectives kind of creating the context for it. Um, you know, there's no right or wrong answer that is true across industries, across businesses. Uh, you just need to, as Timothy was talking about earlier, you need to make sure that you know how much you can pay for a conversion and then just try to do whatever you can to maximize your traffic at or below that acceptable cost per conversion for you. Yeah, and I've, got a, a to- yeah, I've got a tool that, um, that we've used in the past. Now we've got uh, internal tools we've built that does this, but uh, you want to know if your winning ad is really a winner. Uh, there's a tool at splittester.com that uh, allows you to enter in the number of clicks, the click-through rate, uh, number of clicks from the second ad and the click-through rate, and then hit calculate, and it will tell you whether uh, each ad, wh- which ad uh, is a winner, if providing a statistically significant. It will let you know if there's a statistically significant winner, and it's, again, it's splittester, S-P-L-I-T, Tester, T-E-S-T-E-R uh, dot com, and uh, hopefully that can help you. It doesn't take into account conversion rate, as Michael was covering. It's very important, but uh, if you want to look at it, click-through rate, it'll let you know if, if you've got a winner or not. Well, Mike, that's, that's we fantastic, and I for- implore our, our uh, listeners to, to head over to it. I'm going to post a link um, to splittester.com here just momentarily into the chat room. Um, but speaking of which, Timothy, I know that you have to, to head. Um, I would love to have you both back on the show again. Maybe we can get a little further into to AdWords. I know I would love to have you on the show as we head into Q4 um, with some, some sort of follow-up on what is going on, how are we seeing the actual implementation. But before we do that and before we go off to another commercial break, um, where can people find out more information about you guys? Um, and I know that you, uh, you have some, some additional resources, a, a, a research guide um, for our listeners as well. Yeah, um, Mike, uh, do you have that URL for the, um, for the guide? I sure do. So let me tell you a little bit about the guide. It's a uh, PPC keyword research go-to guide that we've uh, put together. And basically, it's kind of a cheat sheet, one-page cheat sheet, that uh, we have on this guide summarized almost all of our best practices that, um, you know, it's kind of a a summary of our collective knowledge here at ROI as far as keyword research is concerned. And uh, we took all of those best practices, we took all of the ideas that we were able to generate, and we put it on this, you know, very easy to use one-page guide, uh, and it covers things like where to start your keyword research. Um, you know, we, we have six different online resources for finding killer keywords in addition to, you know, your, your standard keyword research tools that maybe, you know, the, the AdWords keyword tool or the Yahoo keyword tool. Um, we have best practices for identifying money-making keywords and eliminating wasteful ones. Uh, tons of really good information. And to find that, you just need to go to www.roirevolution.com slash webecology. Wonderful. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Everybody, so it is Dave uh, live again from that pre-record. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And uh, stay tuned. We'll be back next week. Uh, we got some great programming coming up next. This is Dave Davies uh, from Beanstalk SEO, uh, joined uh, formerly with uh, Jim Hedger from Markle Media. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, to some great programming.